Welcome to the Find Creative Expression Podcast, conversations about art and creativity. I'm your host, Sarah Crawford, author, musician, and playwright. You can find the show notes and other information at findcreativeexpression.com. And let's get going. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Find Creative Expression podcast. Coming up later, I have an interview with Steve, aka The Lawn Gnome, from YouTube. I really had a great time talking to him. His enthusiasm is just contagious, so definitely stick around for that. So Find Creative Expression is more than just a podcast. Um, I'm going to be posting a lot more blogs and videos. I have some free creativity guides that I'll be giving away with those. I have a mailing list of weekly creativity tips and inspiration. Oh, and I also started a Find Creative Expression Facebook group. This is where we can all get together as artists or creative people and talk about creative process, share our art and creations with each other, give each other helpful resources, find people to collaborate with, really just support each other as creators and artists. If you want to join us in the Facebook group, we would love to have you just Search for Find Creative Expression on Facebook and you should find it. Also, I'm going to be doing a creativity coaching training program in the summer. And the goal is for me to eventually have my own business with coaching and courses, maybe a membership site. I'm going to put out some nonfiction, self-development type books about creativity. Really, I just want to help people with creativity and art, whether that's an artist of some kind that needs help reaching their artistic goals or a corporate business person that wants to use creativity as a tool to de-stress. And I'm hoping that I can build up my own business where I do that. But you know, this is going to take a while to get going and I have to pay my bills in the meantime. So I was freelance writing, but I realized recently that writing web content and blog posts all day about things I don't necessarily care about for other businesses really burns me out. On the other hand, graphic design feels like something I can always do without getting burnout. And it's a way I can still be creative and still use my marketing knowledge and skills. So in the short term, I want to start doing graphic design, either as a freelancer or maybe even an employee somewhere. So I do know a little bit of graphic design with Photoshop, which I've kind of just taught myself over the years working in marketing and making my own content. But I do a lot of workarounds and I don't always do things correctly. (laughs) So I'm in the process of taking a graphic design class where she goes through Photoshop Illustrator and InDesign, and I'm actually having a lot of fun with it so far. I've also been wrapping up my poetry collection called Slip Away, 
which I will be releasing on March 23rd, along with second editions of my first two poetry collections that are currently out of print. The first one is called Coiled and Swallowed, and the second one is called Driving Downtown to the Show. Oh, and speaking of graphic design, I designed covers for all three books, which I'm pretty happy with. You can check them out if you want to on sarahcrawford.net. So anyway, that's what I've been up to lately. But enough about me. Let's go ahead and get into the interview. Hey, everyone. I am here with Steve. Steve is a YouTuber whose channel is The Lawn Gnome. A lover of pop culture, Steve shares movie reviews, news about collectibles like Funko Pops, music discussion videos, videos about comic books, and pop culture documentaries about everything from The Simpsons to Harry Potter to The Beatles to the DC animated universe. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here because... Let me just say that this is sort of like a scratch off on my proverbial YouTube bucket list because I have been wanting to return the favor to you for so long, ever since you joined me on my channel for an episode of Sunday Sit Downs. But also, one of the few things that I was waiting for one of these days was for one of my YouTuber friends to actually give me a professional sounding, formal sounding interview. So I'm, I'm extremely excited for this. Thank you so much for yeah, inviting I'm me. I'm excited too. I think it'll be, think it'll be cool. Um, yeah. So how did you get into making videos? That's, <laughs> I was thinking about this question in my head and I'm just like, cause that's a question that I get a lot. Um, if I really wanted, I could go back to the day that my mother sat me in front of the television when I was still in diapers watching Sesame Street, but we're not going to go that far back. <laughs> <laughs> um, the place where it really begins is actually before YouTube was even a thing. When I was in college and I discovered the review and the comment sections for product reviews on Amazon.com, mm-hmm. I was always someone that just loved to voice my opinion on everything that I loved all over popular culture. And so when I saw that Amazon had that feature and I was actually starting to purchase things online for the very first time with my own money, I was like, you know what? I think this is a great way for me to really give myself a little bit of a voice, like an outlet for me to voice my own opinions on these things that I love. So that's, so I did that for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden when I discovered YouTube, which was basically a place that originally was just for looking at movie trailers, I discovered this whole group of people that were just making their own videos. And it was just about everything you could possibly imagine. And so it was in 2010, that was the year before I officially decided that I was gonna make YouTube videos. I saw this video of a 13-year-old kid from Massachusetts, and he was reviewing Toy Story 3. It had just come out that year. And I was just blown away by this young voice talking about a movie as if he was a professional film critic. And I was like, this is something that I want to do. So... I thought a little bit about it. I tried to 
pick out some kind of a strategy, an alias, and then at the end of 2010, uh, for the holidays, my parents gave me a flip cam because I had actually asked for that piece of technology, uh, just for the sake of recording videos of vacations and whatnot. And no sooner than I got it, than it was like a couple weeks later, I just turned it on, made a video, learned how to upload it onto YouTube, and thus the legend was born. That's how the Lawn Gnome came to be. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, okay, so you do a lot of different types of videos, from reviews to live streams and collaborations and documentaries. So what is your favorite type of video to do? Well, my favorite kinds of videos are definitely videos that are made with other creators involved. I mean, one of the few things that I never would have thought that YouTube would ever become was this community of strangers that would eventually, to a certain degree, become friends in so many different ways. I mean, you and I are, I would say, safely that we're within the same age range, same kinds of uh, generation. And we were told when the internet first came out, you know, don't do this. Don't speak to that. Don't give out too much information. You have no idea who's on the other end. And now because of the fact that we are actually able to put faces to voices, it seems like the barriers had come down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I did my very first collab with a whole group of film critics in the film critics community, and we were doing a whole debate show, and I just had so much fun. And just connecting with all these people was just such an uplifting feeling. And as my channel began to evolve, and of course, you know, I ended up meeting you at some point in time when I discovered the BookTube community, I decided to start doing some of those types of things on my own and doing shows like Verse and Sunday sit-downs and now some of the new projects that are in the works right now in 2021, Mm -hmm. nothing is more exhilarating than just sharing a space with like-minded people and just having a great time just talking about the things that you love. Yeah, totally. Um, it, I think, you know, you've always been really good at like finding that community and, and, collaborating with other people on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I think what's really funny is when I was really young, I always remembered some teachers of mine, like from grade school all the way to before I even went to college. So many of them were saying to me that I was a leader, not a follower. They just said to me that you were this person that just really beats to their own drum and doesn't really care about what other people think. And the funny thing was, I didn't believe them. Like, I really felt that I just didn't have the confidence to be the leader that I was, that they said that I was going to be. But I think YouTube was one of the ways that finally got me to realize that I can be someone that takes charge, comes up with a great idea, puts reality into it from the blueprints, and just gets a great bunch of people around it to make sure that it actually happens. And quite frankly... You're absolutely right. I love bringing people together, especially on this platform. It's just so fulfilling. And I just want to make other people have the opportunity to just enjoy what they do and also meet great people as well. Right, right. So, okay. So I have been a YouTuber off and on since 2015. 
And in that time, you know, I've seen a lot of YouTubers come and go, but you have remained really consistent with content on your channel. You have uh, over 1,600 videos. And I I know you do take breaks, but most weeks uh, you've done two to four videos a week, it seems like. Um, So how do you remain so consistent with putting out videos? Apparently, I sold a portion of my soul to the devil in my sleep. That's what I tell people. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, I have no idea how I do this. I mean, that's one of the few things that I say when it comes to making videos, and especially when I'm doing collabs with other people, I always want to mention my wife because I don't want people to think that I'm like still living in my parents' basement somewhere in middle America. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I guess what it really is is just because of the fact that I sort of had, now that I look back, because it's been... 10 years going on this year, which is year number 11, which is so weird to me. Mm. I guess it's just because of the fact that I always felt that this was going to be just a hobby that I enjoyed and never something that was ever going to be something more than that. I mean, Mm -hmm. if that ever actually happened, it would have just been completely by coincidence and just things just falling into place for all the right reasons. Right, right, right. So, okay, I know it's hard to choose, you know, favorites between 1600 videos, but what, you know, what have been some of the favorite videos that you've created? Oh, if there's anything that I can say that's my absolute favorite, it's definitely my Gnome Docs, and it's probably the hardest series of videos that I've ever had to make, and I guess it's just because of the fact that when you see the finished product, you just get so happy because you just look at this vast amount of knowledge four videos a year all connected and you just look at it and you say wow I can't believe I made this and of course the feedback is always welcoming I mean right yeah it's just it's just an amazing feeling it really is yeah that you go really in depth with with the gnome docs um yeah how long does it take you to put one of those together I would say that that takes me anywhere from three weeks to about a month. I mean, I always, I treat it like an actual professional project. I mean, that's how I basically treated my channel for the last 10 years. I really treated it as if it was something that I did professionally, even though I knew it was never going to be something that I did professionally. But I always used my skills that I learned through my job to a certain degree. My job has taught me to be a better YouTuber and my YouTube skills even taught me how to be better at my current professional career. So it was always about, you know, you know that this is coming, this project is coming this year. When do you want to get it out? And then you just budget your time. You say, okay, I'm going to write the scripts for this part and this part on this weekend. And I'm going to finish it up the following weekend. I'm going to spend this amount of time in a given day to record all the voice work. And then I'm just going to put it onto the editing program and find all the pictures that I need and the music that I need in the background and just stick to that schedule. It's all written down every single year. So as long as I stick to that Mm -hmm. schedule, it's going to get done. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much that, you know, content creators, or just creative people in general, there's, there's so many skills that you get 
by creating content that you can apply in other areas of your life. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think what was really funny was when I was actually um, reinventing myself professionally, I worked in uh, financial services for eight years. And then when my wife actually came into my life, I said there was no way that I was going to be able to build a life with her through this profession because, you know, I want to make sure that I could take care of her, you know, happy wife, happy life. That's just how it goes. <laughs> and um, when I was doing this new field of database management, especially when I took a class in project management, I was looking at all this stuff and I was saying, hold on a second. I swear to God, this is what I do on YouTube all the time. Right. And I even actually put my YouTube skills on my LinkedIn page because I basically said, this is how I learned my product management, my time management, my customer management by keeping my watchers happy with the content that I make. So I couldn't believe how much YouTube and my real life profession would go hand in hand. And it still works hand in hand to this very day. And I'm quite proud of that, to be honest with you. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um... So do you feel that creating content on YouTube about movies, music, comic books, etc., has made you appreciate these things more? Definitely. I mean, I've loved movies. I I'm going to single out movies because it really was the larger driving force of my channel, even though there were so many other things that were part of it. But the movies in particular, especially when I decided that I wanted to not just review all the movies that I could, I wanted to like really create themes around them. So that's when things like One That Got Away came out, which was go watch a movie each month that you didn't see in theaters the year before and then finally see it and review it. The Out of the Vault, which I dedicate to Disney, which is a massive fan favorite. And of course, the one that I think was the best one for me personally was the great film throwback project because I always knew that there were so many great movies made before 1980. Right. I always knew that they were movies that were wonderful. And I always knew that they were movies that I had to see, but I just never made the time. YouTube gave me the time. And now as someone who thought that the greatest film of all time was Star Wars when he was a kid, I've <laughs> walked that back so much. And that has nothing to do with the sequel trilogy that Disney made over the last couple of years. I <laughs> will basically say seeing great films like Casablanca and Gone with the Wind, Network, Chinatown, all about Eve, all of these movies are the reason why the blockbuster exists. They're the reason why comic book movies are now officially like the it thing, why animation is a driving force in creativity. Mm -hmm. All of these beautiful films from the 1920s all the way to the 1960s, those really are better than all the movies that have come out in the last 50 years. I'm not kidding. Right. Right. No, I mean, I, yeah, I, I took a class in college and it was all just 1950s films. So we just watched, you know, a bunch of fifties films and there were some really great, great things that we watched in that class. 
Can you um, actually, yeah, can you actually remember one? Maybe I've actually seen yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, do you remember one called The Long Weekend? I have not seen that one, but I actually do know about it. Yeah, but, that one was really good. It was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think what's really nice about seeing all these classic movies is I actually, when I see one of them, I always reach out to my mom because my mom is not really as big of a movie person as I am, but she does like a lot of movies that she saw when she was younger. And her favorite actor of all time is the great Jack Lemmon. I love Jack Lemmon. Some Like It Hot is one of my all-time favorite films. But thanks to doing my YouTube show, I finally saw The Apartment, and I adore that film and the oh scariest... yeah we, we watched that one in that in my class too <laughs> and the scariest thing was my mom being the big jack lemon fan she was had not seen it but she finally called me about a week or two ago to tell me that one night she just watched it and she was so angry that it took her this long to finally see it she adored it and i said to her isn't it great isn't it such an incredible movie ah that's awesome so yeah have you ever changed your opinion on a movie or music or TV show or anything like that because of a discussion or another video that you watched on YouTube? Yes, actually. It's actually happened a couple of times, um, regardless of whether it was from a video that I watched or a discussion that I had, or even, you know, my whole Out of the Vault series, watching all of those Disney animated classic films, some of them that I absolutely loved when I was a kid, you know, rewatching them as a, an adult to see if it still is great. I gotta admit, there are some big surprises because there were some Disney movies that I didn't like when I was a kid that I love now as an adult. One of those examples is The Lion King. I did not like The Lion King when I was a kid. It's so oh, weird I love to say. The Lion King. <laughs> it's so weird to say, but one of my favorite movies that I watched that was Disney growing up was The Sword and the Stone. And when I saw it as an adult, I didn't think it was anything special. And I was very, very surprised by that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I recently rewatched uh, The Little Mermaid, and <laughs> which I used to love when I was a kid. And I was like, man, this this movie is really kind of problematic. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I said the exact same thing, too. It was also kind of funny because I watched a couple of YouTube videos and they all had an issue with Ariel. And as I kept listening and listening, I was like saying to myself, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie beginning to end and i'm gonna see how i feel at the end and you know what i agree with them entirely i really yeah. do it's it's upsetting to a certain degree when something that you loved as a kid ends up not being so great i mean don't get me wrong the animation is beautiful the music is wonderful but you know it, right. it's a little bit upsetting sometimes but it's also nice to know that you gain that perspective with age and you learn new things it helps you grow as a person Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so I know you participated in a lot of YouTube tag videos or challenges and video series. So in 2015, I created a series called The Friday Five, where we talked about our favorite songs from certain categories every Friday. I eventually passed the series on and was in and out, you know, but you were always really consistent about participating in the Friday Five. 
So are there any videos you don't think you would have done without being prompted by a tag or challenge or series from another content creator? You know, that's, you know, something that's a really, really good question. I mean, I, I don't really want to toot my own horn here, but I think I may have been the last surviving member of the Friday Five. (laughs) I (laughs) I think think you probably were. (laughs) Yeah. And and the funny thing was, was it was back in 2018 when I actually had decided that I was going to cut back a little bit on some of my content creation because that proverbial end of the road was going to be very close. It was only going to be until 2020. So I didn't make as many Friday Five videos as I did. I mean, honestly, I think that when it comes to videos that revolved around books, I don't think I would have done any of those tag videos that were bookish Mm -hmm. if I did not actually participate in the booktube community i mean don't get me wrong you know when i discovered the booktube community i was just finishing up my master's degree and i had not read for pleasure in a while so honestly if it wasn't for booktube i would not have known where to go in terms of reading books so even though i sort of had cut my ties with the booktube community due to current events that I really do not want to get into because it's just not the appropriate time and place. I still am internally grateful for the fact that I was introduced to some of these writers that I never even knew about. I'm so grateful that I've read the Lunar Chronicles and Renegades by Marissa Meyer. Discovering Brandon Sanderson's fantasy and sci-fi worlds is such a dream for me his writing is phenomenal and i just love the worlds that he creates the characters and the layers that they all have but i also really love how visual he is with his writing because i always remind myself whenever i put down a brandon sanderson book about how horrible Mockingjay was for me by Suzanne Collins because she just couldn't give me those visuals that I wanted. Sanderson gave me those amazing action-packed visuals and I I just love that kind of writing. I mean, and there's still some books that I do still have to read. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I'm finally going to read the Scythe Trilogy by Neil Schusterman. Um, Oh yeah, that's good. Well, I only read the first one, but it's um, really good. That's that's good to know because I've been on the fence in regards to whether it's good or bad because I always seem to get a big mixed bag from everybody that I talk to. And one of my friends said if I liked Brandon Sanderson's take on fantasy, I should definitely read The Reckoners, which is all about superheroes. So mm. that's another book on my list. And I'm really excited to finally read um, The Last Miss Peregrine's book by Ransom Riggs, which just came out a couple of weeks ago. All so right. yeah, I'm just glad that I'm reading for pleasure And BookTube definitely was a helping hand. So I feel that if it wasn't for those kinds of videos, I probably wouldn't have done a lot of bookish content. And I'm really glad that I did because of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, BookTube, uh, you know, I I haven't really been involved in BookTube in a while. But, uh, you know, when I was, like, that was always the cool thing about it is, like, all the recommendations that you could get from other people. Yeah, you 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 came. We we were both there, and we started building our friendship in BookTube's true heyday. I think. 
Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a glorious time back then. It really was. Yeah, it it was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, so okay, you've said that you were well. Originally, you said you were gonna like stop creating videos after 2020, but then I know you kind of just said that you were like shifting your channel. So how has that been going so far in 2021? And what's your vision for the future of your channel? I gotta be honest with you. I don't think I've had this much fun making YouTube videos in such a long time. I mean, when I decided that I was gonna make this change, I always believed that it was never truly going to be the end. And if there's one person who has really given me the incentive to continue doing these videos, it's my wife. I mean, I had only started making videos on YouTube when I had first met her. And even before I actually went on my first date with her, I told her that I was a YouTuber. And she actually said, that's pretty cool. So I was like, I think there's potential here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward close to the end of 2020. And she was saying to me, here's what you need to do. Why don't you just take everything that you've been doing and just create some kind of an end of the month kind of thing. She's like, her exact words were, put 15 pounds of shit into a 10 pound bag. <laughs> that's basically the, that's the exact metaphor that she used. And I said to her, that's a good idea. But the other real driving force of where I am right now in 2021 is comic books. Now, I had not collected comic books for a very, very long time. I stopped collecting, actually, when I was in high school. But, you know, I love the Marvel movies, the DC movies. I have a whole DC animation segment on my channel that's still sticking around for a while. And it was in 2019, the year before the pandemic, when my wife and I actually went to go visit her parents. And we went to the Franklin Institute because there was a Marvel exhibit in Philadelphia. And... Mm -hmm. I loved seeing all the movie props and stuff, but my favorite part about it was seeing all these old comic books. And all of a sudden I get to the X-Men display and there are three X-Men comic books on display. I own those three comic books. Awesome. They were literally sitting in an old box in my parents' house. I hadn't brought it to my new house yet. And I was like, oh my God, my comic collection is that old. <laughs> so I just said to my wife the next day, I said, Jen, I'm going to collect comic books again. I brought my comic book collection from my parents' house to mine, went through it with one of my other very good friends, and I started picking up new issues, going and taking a look at some back issues that came out in the 2000s that I missed because I knew that there were some stories that I really wanted to catch up on. And I started going to the comic book store again. And mm -hmm. with that, when I was doing my monthly updates, I started showing people the comic books that I was reading. And then the comments started falling into play and they were all saying, there's something about you reviewing comic books. There's this spark that I have, because these people were people that had been around for a while. And they were saying, I haven't seen such happiness and enthusiasm from you in such a long time. And that was also the reason why I knew that things were going to be changing when I decided that they were going to change. So mm -hmm. I decided that I was going to consolidate all the pop culture stuff, still do the Disney videos, still do the pop videos and whatnot, because people do love them. 
but I wanted comic books to also come to the forefront. So I reached out to a couple of YouTubers who I have really tight friendships with. And I even reached out to two of my very, very best friends who happen to be comic book collectors. And I said to all of them, the next part of my YouTube journey is collaborations. I want to have collaborative shows moving forward. So I created my pop culture monthly review show with my friends Stacy from Stacy's Stories and Cammy from Cammy's Corner. And we're just having way too much fun already, two episodes in. Mm-hmm. The comic book show that's comical, my best friends Daniel and Andy were doing a two episode a month show. One is a wrap up of the past month and one's a topic of discussion whether it's a topic that's going on in the industry or a series of comics of a story that we p- think people should read. And the big surprise was I just added three new people to the staff. So I got my friends, Cammy, my friend Shay from Shake Geeks Out and my friend April from April Sarah. We're going to be adding manga to the discussion channel. We're going to be reviewing movies and their comic book source material comparisons we're gonna have way too much fun (laughs) we've got so many creative minds on the staff we're always talking on whatsapp and it's phenomenal i cannot wait for any i every single time a new episode is coming i get so excited because even though i'm not making that many videos especially when it comes to this specific show i'm constantly talking to people i'm constantly planning with people ideas are all over the place it is incredibly fun right now that's cool yeah you you sound really excited uh i've i've never even read like a comic book i don't think but now now i kind of want to go read some Well, that's that's funny that you mentioned that because there actually is a very nice comic book community in YouTube right now. I didn't even know it existed, but it's there. It's diverse and it's growing by the day. But the thing is, there are various types of people. There are people that literally know way too much. I mean, there are even former comic book writers and artists that have shows on YouTube. There are people who are actually current and former comic book shop owners. So they're giving their information and what they've learned and what they are willing to share. People give recommendations left and right. Wednesdays of every single week is the best day of the week because it's new comic book day. So there are people that are constantly telling you, here's the comics you need to go out and buy today. Here are the comics you don't need to buy. And there are so many people that I know, whether it's a booktube community member or a movie critics community member, there are a lot of people that I know that really want to start reading comic books, but either they just don't know where to start, they're not into the traditional superhero formula, they want something different. So my show with my five other team members, we're really a very broad show. We want to be a good way for people to learn a little bit and get into it. Like we want people to get into it without being intimidated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, I think it's interesting that, you know, you sound so excited about the comic books 
And I think creativity comes from just enthusiasm, you know, about like, there's a lot of people on YouTube that are just kind of like geeking out about things. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I've done before. Um, Yeah, yeah. And I mean, one of the other things that I will say is, I I don't know if the stars were aligned in a certain way, but the fact that I chose to get back into comic books when I did was the best decision of my life. And my wife can definitely attest to that because if it wasn't for reading comic books again, I don't know how I could have survived the last year with the pandemic. There were some days where I know for a solid fact that if I didn't have a stack of comic books that I wanted to read for a couple of hours, I I think I would have gone mad. I'm not kidding. The comic books saved me. They really did. And nothing makes me de-stress on any given day than just going down to my basement where all my comics are in my walk-in closet, just lifting a lid off one of the boxes and just pulling a couple of comic books out and just like making, looking through them, you know, making sure that they're all in still in relatively good condition. Like I know it sounds a little bit anal, but I'm telling you like hours pass when I'm doing this and I feel like I'm a kid again. It's great. It's great. That's awesome. Um, so, okay, you've been really great about creating community on YouTube. Um, you know, you're always seeking out videos from other YouTubers and promoting other channels and collaborating with people. And I think the only time I really got to know YouTubers was because you created a messenger chat where we were all talking outside of YouTube. So how important is community when creating content? Well, that's a great question, and it is probably one of the most important things because when you've built a strong community or when you've joined a nice community, you build these relationships with people, and when you build these relationships, you create support teams for each other. You create these very important bonds. And the most important thing is you hope to get people to have the opportunity to know you behind the camera. Like you got to let the people in, you got to let them know that you're willing to share. You don't have to share too much, but if you show your genuine personal self and not just the persona that you put on your videos, People will definitely see the true person that you are, though I have to be honest with you. I think that one of the problems that we're facing right now on YouTube is the lack of community. I think that there is a very dark cloud over all social media right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that I want to really dive deep into, but clearly one of the reasons is politics. And I'm not getting into that today. I just wish that these were things that weren't the end all be all of a friendship. Just because, yeah, just because you have an attitude of some about something does not mean that the other person cannot think the opposite or at least just a little bit differently than you. I mean, look, I am a former liberal turned conservative with a liberal ear. I (laughs) want to stay friends with the people who think entirely different than me or just a little bit different than me. 
but more importantly, I just want to talk to people so I can learn more about my world around me because I know it's a vast world and I'm just living in it right now. But every passing day, the more conversations that I talk about things that with people are like-minded or people that are not like-minded, I just walk out of those conversations just a little bit stronger and a little bit more aware of what's happening out there. And I wish that there were people out there or at least more people out there that share my attitude. I feel that that's what we're lacking right now. An attitude for the willingness to learn and just be willing to understand that right. not everybody thinks the same. Right. And and being open to other ideas that you might not necessarily agree with, you know? Yeah. I mean, the most important thing is that the ideas just get out there. I mean, you can hear an idea and you can bash it six ways from Sunday, but you're never going to be able to prevent that idea from existing. It's out in the universe now, and that's where it's going to stay. Mm-hmm. And you're a better person for it, knowing that you got exposed to that idea, regardless of how you feel about it. Right, right. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of one of the reasons that I started this podcast, um, because, you know, there was so much division and just negativity on social media. And I, I just wanted to have kind of a positive place where, uh, you know, we could all connect over something we all have in common and that's creativity you know exactly yeah it's it's funny I think you know I've I've had people with all different kinds of like opinions and ideas on this show but like creativity is the thing that brings us all together yeah I mean I think it's really funny that when people cut ties with their social media because they just can't stand the negativity. I think that that does more harm to you than good because you need to know what's going on out there, regardless of how you feel about it. When I tell people that I still have a Twitter account and I still go on Twitter, they're like, how could you do that? How could you go on Twitter? I'm like, I want my Funko Pop news. (laughs) You got to look for the good things in this world, Sarah. You know that just as well as I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Okay, I just I just wanted to say I know you recently posted a video, you know, wondering if you were making a difference or you know what the legacy of your content would be. And I just wanted to say that I think you definitely make a difference and you're such a positive force on YouTube. I really admire how you spread positivity in your videos and just encourage other creators. I think it's it's really cool. Well, I'm glad to know that there is at least one person out there. I mean, I know that there are some other people who have said exactly what you just said. And I'm glad to know that there are people who actually do appreciate that I'm here and that I'm just doing what I love to do. I think that that's great. And it's not even just on YouTube. I think one of the funniest things that I carry with me every single day is when I go to work that I've been there for six years and yet I'm still so enthusiastic and happy like they're waiting for me to break I don't know why (laughs) I, I really don't know why but that's the thing if you don't try and find positivity in every given day of your life like what's the point of living you gotta you gotta be happy you gotta find some kind of happiness nope even on your most horrible of days. And believe me, I've had some horrible days. If I can end that day with a good feeling, 
whether it was a funny show that I watched on TV or just eating a delicious meal, you know, as long as I can get a little bit of positivity in my day, that's what makes the day worthwhile. Right, right. Definitely. So, so what are you working on right now? Well, the, the two shows that I've mentioned are definitely the stuff that's occupying my time here on YouTube. I'm just very excited for Wednesday, obviously, because it's new comic book day, because a comic book that's actually coming out this week is one that's co-written by Keanu Reeves. Very excited to read what he writes about in comic books. <laughs> um, very excited to actually have my friend Shay showing up in the next episode of That's Comical. She's going to be doing her brand new segment called The Manga Minute because I watch some anime, but I'm not a manga reader. But I just know that manga is extremely popular and I want that to be shown on my channel because it's just as important as classic American comic books. So I'm excited for her to start giving some of my watchers recommendations. And... Other than that, you know, I'm looking forward to the next Out of the Vault because I'm going to be reviewing the brand new Studio Ghibli film, Earwig and the Witch, which is Studio Ghibli's first attempt at CGI animation, as well as just doing all the other things that I normally do. It's just, it's just a fun time right now. And the crazy thing is, because of the fact that it's about working harder it's about working smarter and not harder for me right now. It, right. it feels like because I'm communicating with so many people, because I basically have a whole team living on my channel right now. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like I'm constantly working, but I'm just having so much fun because it's just about a whole bunch of people geeking out about creative stuff. That's what it's all about. The video creation process is secondary compared to the thought process and the idea building amongst friends right now. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's so cool that that YouTube kind of gives you that place to connect with other people over thing, you know, like there might not be that many people in your life, like in real life that like comic books or, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, I love young adult books and I can't really talk to that many people about it in real life, but that, that was one of the draws for me of, of booktube. Yeah, the problem with young adult books is the fact that you can't figure out how to actually talk about them without offending somebody these days. That's one <laughs> of the big, that's the problem right now. You can talk about the YA books with the people that you know like to talk about the YA books with you right now. Unfortunately, you got to be very, very careful when you try to talk about them among strangers. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what kind of books or TV shows, movies, music are you really into right now? Okay, well, I am very excited because I just found out that one of the newer artists that I started listening to uh, has made their sophomore album. I don't know if you've heard about this band. They're called Pale Waves. No, I haven't heard of them. They basically sound... They remind me of The Cure for some reason. I don't know why, but they do. And it's, oh. a, and it's a female vocalist. It's actually uh, two women and two men in the band. 
And their debut album, My Mind Makes Noises, is such a great listen. And knowing that their sophomore album called, I believe the exact title is Who Am I? I just listened to the whole album. Uh, I haven't bought it yet, but I'm planning to get a physical copy. I'm a firm believer in physical media. Um, So I listened to the album for the first time two days ago. And while I was at work today, I listened to the album like 10 times. It's amazing. (laughs) I love their sound. It's soothing. It's got a good beat to it. And I love the fact that they write their own songs. They play their own instruments. I I love it when the artists are not just people standing in a microphone and singing. No offense to people who love the boy bands and the pop princesses and all (laughs) that stuff. I I like artists that play their instruments. That's that. Um, Yeah. When it comes to TV shows, um, I finally decided to watch Avatar The Last Airbender, a classic amongst many animation fans. Never had anything against it, but I just never had the time. And my God, it's brilliant. I love it. But in terms of new shows, I just finished watching the second season of HBO's His Dark Materials, and I thought it was fantastic. I love the show. I haven't even read the books, and I love the show. I do. (laughs) And Yeah. um, yeah, movies are a trip, though, because with the whole reinvention of the movie going experience right now and considering the fact that I can't go to movie theaters just yet, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so angry because I was loving the opportunity to go see Raya and the Last Dragon, the new Disney film, because people have already seen some early screenings and they're over the moon for it. So I'm excited. And I don't have Disney Plus, so I'm finally going to be watching Soul when it comes out on Blu-ray on March 23rd. So I'm really (laughs) excited about that. But um, yeah, movies are a little weird right now just because of how people watch their movies. Mm -hmm. But if you would have actually interviewed me after March 18th, I think the only thing I would have been talking about was Justice League, The Snyder Cut, because that's the big movie that's coming out for me. And I cannot (laughs) wait to see that movie. You have no idea. Awesome. I love how excited you are about, about these things. Well, really again, it's because of the, it's because of the comic book show. I think that that's really the driving force because, you know, having five other people, you know, as the creator of the Funko company, Mike Becker once said, I know there's a thousand other knuckleheads out there like me that love this stuff. When you got five of your fellow knuckleheads working with you on your project. How can you not be excited? (laughs) Exactly. So, okay. I have kind of a big question that I ask everyone. Okay. Uh, Why do you think art is important? Okay. I saw this question and I am going to be so upset if my answer is an answer that has already been given because (laughs) I, try to block out every episode because I have watched many of your podcast episodes already and you are doing a phenomenal job, Sarah. I want to say that and I'm so glad that you're doing this because uh-huh. I well, I appreciate you as a creator. I obviously joined your Friday Five group. I had you join me for an episode of Sunday Sit Downs. So I, I appreciate the fact that you are a very creative mind as well, but I think that the importance is because it's just creativity running wild. It's just art is the way that we as individuals express ourselves 
the way that we want to or as the ways that we never would have expected ourselves to. Mm-hmm. And I am one of those people that doesn't believe in echo chambers, doesn't believe in cancel culture, because I believe that everything that comes out, regardless of how you feel about it, is relevant. And I just believe that we are losing our individuality right now because of these supposed hive minds. You know, whether you are conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat, left, right, it doesn't matter. You got to stay away from those extremes because that's what's sucking the creativity out of us now we gotta take back our individuality because if we don't have our individuality there is no creativity Mm -hmm. the ability to actually see what comes out of my mind every day of the week because people cannot get over the fact that whenever i have an idea or when someone asks me a question, I said, it's already written down. Here it is for you. Here's the link. If I'm sending it through an email, because whatever an idea pops in my head, because that hamster is running on the wheel 24 <laughs> seven, the minute an idea comes into my head, I write it down because I know that if I do not write it down, I am going to lose it. Regardless of if it's a good idea or a bad idea, it's got to be pen to paper. Otherwise it is going to be gone. Yeah. So that's my attitude. We got to just unleash those individual personalities, extend our personalities into what we create, what we think of, what we want to design, what we want to be. And that's something that I am going to fight for if I have to, because I want more people to be bold, push bars, shatter ceilings. Otherwise, this place is going to, that we call earth is going to be very boring in the future. Right, right. No, I totally agree. Um, okay, so so where can people find you and your work? That's a good question. <laughs> that I'm always willing to answer. Um, you can find me on YouTube, which is on the channel The Lawn Gnome. Like I said, it's a time when I was posting tons of videos in a given week, but that has been pulled back in regards to my new format. But believe me, every video counts right now. Every video is fun. Every video is creative. Every video is just a good time for anyone that just needs to forget about life for a while and just absorb awesomeness. That's really (laughs) what it is. So that's my YouTube channel. And you can find me on Twitter at YT Lawn Gnome. And if I got that wrong, just go to my YouTube channel because my Twitter link is on every video in its description (laughs) box. Well, yeah, I'll link to everything on findcreativeexpression.com as well. Beautiful. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. That was that was really fun. Well, I'm just glad that it finally happened. I was afraid it wasn't going to because <laughs> literally before we went on air, I had a blackout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. And then, you know, I, I had the whole thing with, with my cat the yeah. last time we had, you know, so it's like the universe sometimes make it makes it difficult. <laughs> Well, my attitude was this was going to have to come full circle because I had you on my show and I said to myself, the circle is going to have to be complete sooner or later. So I know that this is going to happen. And wouldn't you know, here we are. I had so much fun talking to Steve and I hope you found it fun as well. Coming up on the next episode, I'm going to be talking to artist. Jesse Gayhart, 
I have known Jesse since middle school. <laughs> so we go way back and she always makes me laugh. So definitely tune in for that. And until then, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Find Creative Expression podcast. Please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah E. Crawford or YouTube.com slash Sarah Crawford. Also find me on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Sarah Crawford to support the podcast for just a dollar a month. And that's Sarah, S-A-R-A without an H. I hope you've been inspired today and I'll see you in two weeks for the next podcast.